What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Welcome back to the show. Today's story is a story about shoes. For many, shoes aren't just practical, a way of protecting your feet against the elements. They're also personal. Shoes are sources of joy and a means of expression, symbols of not only style, but also status. They say that if the shoe fits, then wear it. But when the shoe doesn't fit, it's a very literal pain point. Perhaps this is why most consumers are hesitant to purchase shoes online. I, for one, am not one of these consumers. I've ordered shoes from the internet many times before, but I didn't realize that I'm actually the exception to the rule. In fact, according to research from Fung Global Retail and Technology, while 78% of U.S. consumers will search for clothing and footwear online, only 10% will complete their purchase. The number is even smaller if you're in Canada. My guest today wants to help close that gap by giving consumers confidence in their purchasing process when ordering footwear online. Ryan Smith is the founder of FTSE, that's spelled F-T-S-Y, an easy-to-use and accurate platform that matches people to shoes. By making style and size recommendations as effectively as a seasoned salesperson, Fitzy wants to give everyone their Cinderella moment. In this episode, Ryan explains how his company is leveraging AI, computer vision, and machine learning to become the trip advisor for shopping for shoes online. Here to tell us more is Ryan Smith of FTSE, and I just want to apologize in advance for the audio quality of this episode. Here at the Electric Runway Podcast, we do our very best to produce crisp and clear sounding audio, but sometimes when interviewing guests remotely, we run into technical difficulties. So we apologize for that, but I'm confident that you're going to want to hear what Ryan has to say. So without further ado, this is Ryan Smith of FTSE. So Ryan, welcome to the show. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for inviting us. So for those who don't know, who are you and what is FTSE? I'm Ryan Smith, uh, founder and CEO of FTSE. FTSE is a platform to make it easy to buy the shoes you'll love. Fitting specifically is a hard thing, whether you're in-store or online. So FTSE helps you find the style you like and make sure that it fits. Okay, and so you kind of already answered my second question there, which is what is the problem you're aiming to solve? I think everybody has a story of buying the wrong fitting shoes online and then having to suffer the consequences. I know that my shoes recently in Las Vegas were too tight and that really caused a pain point for me. So can you walk us through the user experience at FTSE, you know, because this is a podcast, tell me how it works. And if I may, I'll just detail the problem a bit more because there are a few layers to it. We initially looked at footwear e-commerce. It is the place where the most shoes are returned and still the majority of Americans uh, don't buy shoes online. Canadians even less so. Uh, There are some real spikes like in China and Germany. People are much more comfortable buying shoes online and just dealing with their returns. A big part of this story is waste. I came at this from a sustainability angle because of the shipping, the leather, the back and forth with inventory. At the end of every season, everything's got to go. And most of the time, those products aren't sitting in happy homes. They're getting incinerated or they're literally just in a dumpster. So we've come at this to A, reduce a lot of waste and B, delight the customer. The customer is you at home. That experience can be a lot better. 
and for the brand, they want to make sure that they're not wasting a lot of products. That inventory at the end of every season uh, should find a home. And so it's the two sides of the problem that we're really trying to solve. So it's the fit, but as well as this inventory management problem. So how do I how do I use Footsie? Footsie is a simple mobile app, basically a panorama of your feet. And so we take a multi-angle approach to wave the phone heel to heel. And much like if you're in a store with a well-trained person, if I can see you and I can see your arches and I can see the way you pronate over, I've got a much better chance of getting you into shoes you're going to love. So Footsie does that same thing that well-trained people do by seeing you from multiple angles with a mobile phone. It's the camera with no additional hardware to get sub two millimeter measurements in 3D. Can you talk to us a little bit more about the technology involved in determining the right size for each customer? Two parts for how the technology works. One, getting really accurate measurements of feet really does solve half the problem. Images are sent to our cloud service, they're processed there. We can extract a number of measurements as well as understand your shape. So if we see that you're proportionately wide to length, that tells us a lot about which shoe. On the other side, we've got a Shopify app. And so brands who use Shopify can upload information on their shoes, much like giving us the product knowledge if we worked in a store, and then we can pair the two. So the match algorithm can work in a number of different ways for brands. For a number of brands who've made their own shoes, they've worked with the independent manufacturer and they've asked for a size 7 to 12, and that manufacturer sends them back a 7 to 12. And so they're going with what the industry says is true to size, but that's really an average from 20 or 30 years ago. What we've done is made it easy for those brands to add information on their shoes, but if they've got more information, like they've designed their own lasts, the mold used to make a shoe, they can add that information. If they've got people that can measure the interior of the shoe and give additional characteristics for how it feels, if it feels snug and it should, if it feels loose and that's okay, they can add that extra uh, emotional feedback to the uh, measurements. So we've given people a way to do both the Brannock measurements, kind of a Goldilocks, too big, too small, just right, dimensional, and something that we call fit leader, so that one person who does fit the shoe really well can validate it. And if you're like them, we can give a high confidence rank. And so I've done an experience before where I use an app to take pictures of my feet and get a pair of custom-made 3D-printed sandals before. And I know that it used an 8x10 piece of paper or an 8x11 piece of paper as the point of reference. So is, is that kind of like what you're doing? Is there some computer vision algorithms inside the app? How does your app know what it's looking at? Footsie knows what it's looking at with a standard ID card credit card, loyalty cards, they're the same whether you're in Singapore or London. Paper can vary. Right now we put a paper under the card just to make sure there's good contrast and we see the edges of the card. Right now we call that part of our training wheels just to make sure it works in a lot of different environments. But at some point, probably in 2019, we'll remove the paper too. And then put these easily accessible internationally. Great. And one of the things I really liked about it is that once you have your size loaded onto Footsie, the idea is that when you're looking on any retail store, it could be, you know, verify 
my size with footsie. So I guess the question is, your goal is then to be integrated across retail sites to be that point of validation and provide that consumer confidence when shopping for shoes online. Do I have that correct? Footsie is intended to be a lot like TripAdvisor. And so if you land on a website which has been ranked by TripAdvisor and there's 5,000 you know, five-star reviews, you want to know that. It really enhances the whole consumer confidence. Additionally, you can go to TripAdvisor.com and see all the places that have been ranked by real people. FTSE is basically the same type of platform in that a brand can install a plugin to show how their shoes are going to fit with FTSE. In addition, you can go to the FTSE iOS app, and we've listed all those brands that have given us information at once and get that personalized confidence recommendation. And so how do you intend to make money? On both sides of that platform. And so for brands that install a plugin, there's a fee charged there. Uh, we can be part of an affiliate fee, basically a commission for a digital salesperson to provide assistance on the website or on our iOS app when we send traffic to a brand, and it's basically fit qualified traffic. Uh, those are much more high confidence purchases where we can drive the brand's conversion rate up and the returns down. Through installing the Shopify app, brands agree to a certain fee for us sending them that fit qualified traffic through our app. And so we know that fit is a huge problem for the industry. You're focusing on feet right now. Do you intend to stick to shoes and feet or are there other fit challenges that you'd like to solve in the future? For me, shoes is personal. I still have a really hard time finding the shoes that fit me. And I honestly just thought I was weird. Um, and so it was just my problem and I just sort of sulked and dealt with it. It was taking it up and understanding the research of fitting and inventory management where I saw most people outside of the the mean or the average aren't being served. So footwear is just the beginning. It is a particularly hard category. And from what we could tell, footwear is the largest of all the categories where fitting is a major barrier um, for the consumer and for the brand. Eyewear, jeans, bras. And so let's talk about your funding journey. As I understand it, you've already raised a seed round. Do you want to tell us about your investors and what they found particularly interesting about your, your business model and your idea? We raised $2 million U.S. dollars through Vancouver, Toronto, uh, Los Angeles for the most part. Most recently, uh, we've had a strategic investor come in in Farfetch. The process has been really hard. I have to say for any Canadian startup or most startups outside of California, it's just difficult because you're not near the people with the dollars. 40% of venture capital in the U.S. is around the Bay Area. The farther you are from the Bay Area, the harder it is to get that more significant capital. So I've just spent a ton of time on the road. Between a quarter to a third of the year, I'm in the U.S. or Europe or a bit of China. It's true. It is all focused around the Bay Area. But you're a Canadian company and you've managed to get this $2 million U.S., so that's fantastic. And I want to pick up on this idea about Farfetch. So you also took part in Farfetch's Dream Assembly. And for those who don't know, Farfetch is a large e-commerce company known for forefronting retail innovation, especially in the last few years. So can you tell us about Dream Assembly? What is it and how did you get involved? Dream Assembly found us through our friends at Louis Vuitton Mo at Hennessy. And so we were selected as a top 30 
LVMH Innovation Award finalist. Farfetch, we really didn't know much about what they were doing. They had just decided internally to launch their own accelerator. They did that with 500 startups as an advisor and participant in their accelerator. It kicked off in September 2018 with 11 startups. All the startups were quite a mix of both fashion tech B2C as well as retail tech B2B. They hosted this out of Lisbon, Porto, London, and then a week in San Francisco to get a full gamut of retail and fashion tech support. 70 of their employees participated at various levels, from UX design right through the CEO, to help nurture us as a new cohort of retail innovation. All of this was generated by Jose Neves' vision for a future of fashion. They love it. They, they rally around their love of the brands, the designers, and this new experience, and they want to increase access. And so all of us had some level, some component or new idea for how people can better enjoy fashion through digital means. Sounds like a really inspirational group to be around. So did you learn anything in particular from the Farfetch folks? Did you change anything about your business model? What was your biggest takeaway from Dream Assembly? In all honesty, it was culture. Farfetch has really nailed a hybrid of software, because they are a software company essentially, plus fashion and consumer goods. It's a really hard marriage because in many ways those two can diverge, being really rational, but also just being really emotional and sensual. They've found a way to bring it together. They have a, an expression internally called all together, todos juntos, and that. Portuguese expression is about bringing many different ideas together, listening to one another, and collaborating towards a common goal. We are in a very similar spot and constantly have different debates about, about what should lead. We've got this AI technology, we're serving the customer to buy shoes, which one do we do first? And so we're constantly solving chicken and egg problems, both culturally as well as technically. And I think Farfetch has really nailed that component, that cultural tech, and we've brought that into our team. Great. In general, what role do you think innovations such as machine learning and AI will play in the advancement of the fashion industry? The AI role in fashion is going to be quite significant, but it's not going to be significant in the ways that most people expect. Machine learning in particular is about training one function to work better and automate it than people could do something on their own. And so inventory management, you know, if it's the same chunk of data flowing through a database, there's something there where machine learning could outpredict a standard algorithm that someone has otherwise put in. Uh, buying, sales, you know, who to sell a certain good to, awesome. They're all very narrow subject areas where I think a lot of AI is going to fail is design, you know, what color, what to wear with another thing. So judgment in particular is far better by humans, whereas prediction of a certain domain is better by machine learning. And I'm speaking on averages, but we're seeing that from our own technology and from other AI fashion people that you know, we've worked with. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that, generally speaking, the creative side of fashion should be left to the creatives, but then the algorithmic data side can be leveraged to support that creativity. And I think what you said, leverage is the key thing in that humans are going to be in the loop. And many people are afraid of AI replacing humans. I think it's going to be more of augmenting 
And so if you used to have a job where you had to just drill through data and Excel sheets to try to figure out what to do and then make decisions, that's going to be automated so you can do more decision making. It is a real leverage type relationship rather than a replace. Yeah, humans working with machines. Great. People follow you and stay in touch with Footsie. We have all the channels open. So if you're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and of course, uh, please try Footsie on iOS. Hit the App Store, try the latest build of the Footsie app experience, and send us feedback. Great. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Amanda. That was my conversation with Ryan Smith from FTSE. And if you didn't catch it, they're a Canadian company based out of Vancouver. But as Ryan mentioned, they're also leaving a global footprint, pardon the pun, in their work with LVMH and Farfetch. For more from this episode, as well as to access all past and future episodes of the podcast, I invite you to visit electricrunway.com. We're also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Did you know Electric Runway is now offering advisory and speaking service as well as media partnerships? Visit electricrunway.com and visit our services section to learn more. We would absolutely love to work with you. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future.